And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Thursday, October 26th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions, maybe even think about better ways to manage the process of your decision making. It was funny, I was just interviewing somebody for a job, and because uh, I'm a board member, and I thought it was so fascinating to ask a question of somebody who's running an organization, which is, you know, how do you come to this decision? And some of the candidates were really methodical, like, well, I have a process. Here's my process. You know, I love process. I'm all into that. Other people, you could tell it was sort of a gut kind of call. Well, you know, I take in information and then I make the call. And I think one of the reasons why I like a process when it comes to financial matters is that it's emotional. And so much of what we do in our financial lives touches our emotions. And so if we can help you create a process around your financial decision-making, I will then think we have been successful because it's tough to make these decisions in a vacuum and we're here for you. If you have to um, kind of go back and revisit the process or alter it, that's okay too. But at the beginning of the process, it's just very easy. All you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air live. While you're on the website, you can sign up for the free weekly newsletter, and you should subscribe to our service called Jill on Money Live. That's where you have access to quarterly live webinars, which is really fun to participate in. And there's a lot of bonus content that sits behind that paywall. Check out Jill on Money Live. It's all on the website. Okay, today we are talking to Rose. Rose is on the line from the Midwest. Hi, Rose. How are you and what can we do for you today? Hi, Jill and Mark. I'm um, just really honored and excited to be to be on the show. I know that we tried a couple of times. Um, my, my husband has been disabled, has become disabled, and we're trying to organize our, our financial status, knowing that... Um, we don't have his income anymore. Um, I'm not sure what the future will hold and just kind of organizing what we have and if we're in the right, on the right direction mm. to 
make our, our future secure, whether, you know, he's, he's here with me or if I'm on my own. Well, first of all, I'm so sorry. It's terrible to have to deal with these situations. So I'll take the easier part, which is parsing through the financial stuff, the emotional stuff that, you know, we're here for you, but we, we're not really qualified to give you any advice on that. Rose, how old is your husband? 65. All right. He's disabled. Like he is, is he collecting social security disability? Like, is he on SSDI? Yeah, he's on SSDI and he'll be 65. Yeah. How much is that social security disability? It's 1,980. Okay. And how old are you? I'm going to be 60 okay. next month. And so you're working. You're, you've, you've, yes. you, how much are you earning right now? I'm I'm self-employed, so it fluctuates. Mm-hmm. But last year it was about a hundred and thirty thousand. Wow, thousand. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Between your one hundred thirty thousand and his social security disability income, does that cover your needs right now? Yes, generally it does. We um, just bought a condo, and we haven't sold our house yet. So generally, when like a regular life. Um, our expenses are between five thousand six thousand mm-hmm. dollars, mm-hmm. but right now in this these past couple of months, because we're kind of in limbo, it's it's gotten to be a little bit more uh, closer to ten thousand. Um, but once you sell the house, it's re- you think it's five to six thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So are you in the process of selling the house? Is it like a done deal, and you're just waiting for the closing? No, we're trying. I think we missed the we missed the the height of it in the in the summer. There was a lot of health issues, so we couldn't get it on the market. So it's. It's a little bit more difficult than what we had anticipated. Okay. How much is it on the market for? Uh, 375. Okay. Is there a mortgage outstanding? No. Okay. Well, we, but we did, we did have to take a, uh, a, a, um, home equity, a home equity. Yeah. What's the outstanding balance on the HELOC? About 278,000. 278. Okay. Oh, you took that out to buy your condo. Right. Okay. So what's the condo worth? Uh, 450. And is there any mortgage on that? No, just just the home equity. Okay. So presumably, even if you sold the house for three fifty, you'd have a little bit of cash, you'd own this condo, and right. you would have no mortgage, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, we don't have any other debt. Great. That's good. The are you living in the condo or the house right now? The condo. Okay, good. And are you happy there? Is it good? Yes, it's nice. It's it's it, it was a hard transition. We're we're getting used to it. It's so funny. People with houses are like, I like my lawn. I like my yard. I, I did have a wonderful yard. Mm. But you know what? You live in the Midwest. Wait till it snows and you don't have to show yeah, the walk. <laughs> you know? Yes, definitely. So it's on for three seventy five. But let's let's say I mean, does your realtor feel confident that like, you know, you could probably get it like you could just sell it at three fifty or something? Like could you get it rid of it fast at this point, you think? Um, I think we might be able to if we lowered the price. We have lowered it a couple of times, so we didn't start off at that. Mm-hmm. Um, we may have to keep lowering it. Yeah, just like get rid of it. Because, you know, remember, every month you're carrying it is cost, right? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So presumably once you sell this, you pay for the expense, you know, the realtor's fee and all this. Let's just, I'm going to say, I know you wish that you had $100,000 out of this, but I'm going to say maybe a fifty grand that's coming out of this. Okay, let's just, let's be conservative. So there's that cash out. Now, in terms of your other savings, what have you guys accumulated coming into this period? So um, in in Vanguard, uh, we have 
Um, I have a traditional IRA of about um, Mm -hmm. $62,700. That's a rollover. And then a rollover Roth IRA of about $101,000. And I also have an individual Roth 401k through through my business of about $9,800. Okay. So you have a Roth 401k for work, for your own self-employment, right? Right. Okay. Are you contributing to that at this point or are you waiting to kind of see how the year shakes out? Yeah, I, I had been contributing it until this housing situation came up mm-hmm. and then I haven't, I haven't been able to. Yeah, I understand. Anything. That makes sense. Did your husband have any um, retirement savings? He has a Roth IRA also at Vanguard of $7,900. We also are working with a um, financial planner who, you know, we keep going back and forth because we've we really haven't, we haven't seen an increase in our, in our investments. It's pretty much been either flat or losing um, over the past couple of of years. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just kind of in limbo with that. Um, But I do, we do also have a a brokerage, which I use as it's, I think it's the money market. Mm -hmm. I don't remember which one is a money market or mutual fund as as an emergency fund. How much is the financial planner managing? And are these, is that the brokerage account or separate from the brokerage? No, that's separate. So what does he have or she have? He has a total of five thousand five hundred and thirty-four thousand, um, which is our, our both IRAs and Roth IRAs for both my husband and I. Okay, and the brokerage account where you have just a money market, how much is in there? Forty-two thousand. Okay, and is there a bank account floating around anywhere? Yeah, we have um, right now. We have sa- we had more savings, but because of this house situation, mm-hmm. we're down to about twenty-nine thousand. Okay, and we have right now in our checking account about fourteen thousand. Um, we do have I bonds. We started with twenty thousand. It's a little bit more with the interest. I don't know what. I didn't have a chance to check that. Okay, that's great. Um, and then we, I do have two other accounts that had I had been saving for like vacation, um, but that hasn't been. Yeah, <laughs> really. How much is in the vacation fund? So in one place I have a fifteen thousand. Yeah. And then in the um, credit union I have eight thousand seven hundred. Okay. And then the, our HSA has been depleted, and we have about $335 there right now. Okay. Do you guys have grown kids? Yes, two. And they're, are they taken care of? Like, are they okay? Do we need to worry about them? They're semi-launched. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, 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 you know, we pay the, the phone and uh, some, you know, here and there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's Dale. a family plan. And, and mm. yeah, and one of them is still a student. Um, the other one is living in a high cost place yeah all right all right yeah, so this, so, a, this mom is a sap mark just put it's that more down. dad that's it's more dad is a softy so oh yeah okay so we'll drop the hammer down on them we do also have a 400 um hoa okay does that include your taxes no there's taxes i think if i remember correctly would be about 1600 okay so it's two grand a month to carry the condo basically okay not including utilities etc right okay so what else do we need to know? Do you have anyone else you have to worry about? Parents. Do you have parents that are alive still? Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. We actually moved into this condo to also be able to help my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she'll be moving in with us. You know, we'll have to sell her house also. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll probably contribute something to the household, but I'm not going to, you know, the idea was to help her um, also health wise and, and financially. So how are you working if you're taking care of your disabled husband and your aging mother? What's ha- I don't understand. Are you a superwoman? Is that what Rose is actually like? Uh, like super mom, super yeah, daughter? Um, yeah. 
I'm stumped. I don't know how to answer that, but it's it's happening. And um, mm. you are the I'm, sandwich. You are the yeah, sandwich right I'm here. The my sandwich, friend. and I'm, um, that's I guess well, that's what worries me. That I know that at some point I'll probably have to take more time off or not work as many hours. And mm. I want to make sure that you can handle it. That can handle it. That we can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no there's no FMLA or anything like that here. Yeah, right. It's all me. So right. I understand. Yeah. Um. So at this point, it, um, when do you expect your mom to move in with you? We're hoping by the end of November. Oh, um, soon. I have, I have, yeah, soon. I haven't, you know, the idea was for her to come sooner, but because of these health issues, I haven't been able to um, help her get things moving. Right, because you have three full-time jobs. What's her house worth? Probably wouldn't be more than 300 And there's no mortgage on that? There's no more. Uh, no, she does have a mortgage. She still has, because she moved there, you know, after my, my father died. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I think she has about 80,000 is what she said to me. Okay. So she's going to have this, let's just call it $200,000 in proceeds, yeah. right? What other assets does she have? Um, you know, I don't have those very clear. She, she's also working with this. Um, same dude. Same guy. Yeah. Mm. So she, I know she has an annuity that she gets about $2,000 oh. a month. Okay. That's good. Yeah. One of the reasons that we're moving is because he said that if she, you know, that, that her money's going to dwindle, she's not going to have for much longer. She's, she's in her nineties. So I don't know how much longer she needs it, but you know, if, if she needs more okay. assistance or treatment or something like that. Right. Um, I know she also gets social security mm-hmm. also about a thousand nine hundred, something, something like that. All right. Um, I think her total, what she has right now with this guy, maybe 200,000 or 300,000. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she could certainly, she can pay for some of the expenses. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, she wants to, you know, and I think that that's good because I don't think, especially if she's got her marbles right now and, you know, things are good. It's like infantilizing to be like, oh, you can stay here for free when she knows you have a husband who's disabled right. and there's like a lot of pressure and let her be a mom. It's okay. Right. She's allowed yeah, to do yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Um, and she wants to. Yeah. Good. Yeah. As you look ahead, there's no pension or uh, you're self-employed, but did you have- a- I'm self-employed. I always worked for nonprofits. Um, he worked in sales, so he doesn't have a pension either. We don't have any other money coming in. Okay. There may be a, there may be an, an inheritance at some point, um, but we're not sure mm-hmm. when that would be and how that would be. I have other siblings as well, so that would you know be split among us. Do you guys have your estate documents done? Yes. Okay. And do you guys have any old life insurance kicking around? No, okay. no. Okay, that's fine. All right. Now, let's just pretend your husband is not disabled for a second. Okay? Yeah. I want you to know that, you know, he would have this $2,000 a month of Social Security. What would you, what's your benefit look like at your full retirement age? Um, at 65, it would be 2789 mm-hmm. And at 70, it would be 3578 so, I mean, between the two of you, let's just say, you know, it's six, your, your full retirement age is probably 66 and a half or 67. I don't remember something like that. So, you know, you, you'd have five grand a month coming in, let's call it about. And presumably you'd sell the house, you have the condo. Okay. And, you, you know, your five grand a month of Social Security supplemented by your savings, no problem. You're good because you don't spend that much, five to six grand a month, right? Now, Here's the confounding part. So, okay, you're going to keep working for, let's say, six or seven years. And um, at some point, you're not going to make 130. You're going to make something less than that. 
Uh, you're going to have to continue to take care of your husband. So, you know, I'm penciling in here that maybe it's more like a hundred grand a year for a while, maybe not 130. I think that two things are really important going forward. One is we just have to sell the house. You just have to get rid of it. Don't don't worry about, you know, hit. there's an old saying in the trading world. And, um, you know, when I grew up on a trading floor and we would say, hit the bid, like find out what someone's willing to pay for it, hit the bid, move on, because this is eating up all this money and we want to be done with it. Also, it's not great emotionally to have this thing kicking around. Now, once you sell the house, that cash that you have can just stay as cash. Do not invest that money. Absolutely do not invest that money. So that could go into your, you know, your bank checking accounts, right? Because you, as you said, you want to have money set aside. So you've got money market money. That's the 42,000. You've got bank money, 29 and 14. You've got your I bonds. That extra 50 grand, that goes into like a, a literally like a six month CD, Okay, that's it. Really boring. And let's leave it there because we don't know what the future holds. And for you to say, you know, I have like 150 grand in cash, that would be fantastic. Okay, now let's let's go back to the assets that you have. My concern is you have so much on your plate that it feels like to me a little bit overwhelming. And for you it might be like, no, it's a wonderful distraction. So Tell me how you feel if I said to you, well, get this half million dollars from the financial planner, roll it everything into Vanguard, don't worry about it, and keep managing. Like, does that seem daunting or does that seem uh, like that's actually a good use of my energy where I would like to use it? Uh, it feels it feels scary. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily daunting, but it feels scary because I'm not sure if I trust myself to know that I'm making the right decisions. Well, what if that we had, you know, the decisions in terms of, you know, having some advice? Um, I presume this financial planner charges either a commission on the products that he's selling or a fee. Yeah, I think he charges a fee. I, um, it's like some, it was a reasonable percentage. I remember we asked him, I just can't remember right off the yeah, bat yeah. how much it is, but it, I think I, it sounded reasonable, you know, hearing what you were talking, have been saying. Yeah, half a percent or 1% yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Okay. Can you give me a sense of what it is that he's that he has invested in? Is it mutual funds or exchange traded funds? I think it's uh, between fixed income and mutual funds, and then there's a little bit of cash and some exchange traded funds. Okay. So my guess is that maybe you guys said to him, "Be careful. Really pick. Um, you know, let's err on the side of having more money in safer stuff." that safer stuff over the last two years has gotten hammered. The bond market's just gotten killed. It's not to say that he's bad. It may just be that, you know, for these couple of years, it's been kind of crap to be in the allocation that you've been in. I think the question that you have to ask yourself is really, do you trust him? And do you want to, you know, you could potentially say, leave everything as is for now. And you could, you know, maybe make, you know, maybe make some changes on, on like the, the fringes, like maybe you could say to him, you know what, I need another hundred, I need a hundred grand out of this account, free up a hundred thousand dollars or when he does his tax loss selling for this year, maybe he's going to sell some stuff. I don't know if he is. Oh, he doesn't have any brokerage. He only has IRAs. So maybe you say to him like, you know, we want to take some money out of my husband's IRAs because, um, you know, I'm going to make less money next year or something like that, that you could take some of the money from there. 
I think that the the question about who's going to manage the money is a big one, but you have to feel comfortable. I mean, do you really want to start interviewing new financial planners right now? Yeah, no, that, that, that feels too much. Yeah. So the choices are you leave what he has, make sure that he explains to you, like you say, you can say, hey, my Vanguard accounts are kicking your butt. Can we look at this? Is there some change we should make? You know, because I'm only 60 and I'm going to probably live for 30 more years. Maybe I should be a little bit more aggressive with some of my IRA money. Okay. The, the key for your success going forward financially, selling the house, not investing the proceeds. When mom sells her house, by the way, do not let this guy sell her any product. No more annuity. Forget it. The 200 grand, she can literally buy like a five-year CD, like a one, a two, a three, a four, and a five-year CD. So just kind of like a dual ladder? Yep. Nothing more. And let her pay for some of the expenses. And I think that's it. When you're looking forward, it's very hard to do long-term planning. You're in the middle of doing sort of all planning, right? You're doing short-term, near-term, right? So you're doing short, intermediate, and long. Short-term, got to have a bunch of cash on hand. You don't know whether you're, you know, like your income could go down significantly. Something goes bad for your husband. Can't work as much, as you said. Got to have cash to fall back on, right? Now, it also may be that like, you know, if something really bad were to happen, you want to take a year off from work or six months off. I don't know how long it would be, but then there's going to be different decision points. But presuming that you can continue to work in some way, shape or form, I would keep trying to do something. Okay. Even if it's not 130, if it's 100, even if it's 50, it's okay to spend some money for the, you know, again, spend some of your savings to help you out of a jam near term. But you know, presumably you're going to want to keep working. Yeah. And I think I can, I, I, I work from home. It's, I can make my own hours, decide how much I work or, or don't work. So I think that, you know, I would probably work in even, you know, after I retire, even if after I reach 70, I, I do enjoy what I do. Great. So I would, I, I don't think I would ever quit working 100%. There Great. would always be a way of making some money that way. Absolutely. Other than that, I think if you feel okay with this as a game plan, is there any other question that you have? I think you're actually in pretty damn good shape considering how awful the situation is. Well, that's that's good to know because it just felt like it was all over the place and, and I didn't know which direction I was I was going. And so that that's that's reassuring to hear. And it's it's good to have this game plan that you've kind of set out for me and, and I can kind of present it to my husband as well and, and let him know, you know, this is because he, he he's been kind of proposing that we leave this um, advisor. And I'm, I've just been very scared about doing that. You're entitled to say, look, that's just like a bridge too far. It's too much. A lot of things have been going on these past years. I just don't know if I can take another another change. But the, this smaller way that you've described it makes makes sense. Yeah. Incremental. Incremental is fine. It's totally right. It fine. doesn't sound, it doesn't feel so um, like impulsive. It, it right. feels more, more thoughtful. Right. Methodical. And it methodical. sounds like you're a methodical person. So I think this will work. Yes. Sell the house. If you have any problems and you need help along the way, give us a shout. Thank you so much. Um, I, I appreciate it. We are so grateful that you um, you took the time out of your five jobs that you have to you know help everyone hear like the processing of this. It's really very important. We all unfortunately go through these terrible periods. I'm sorry you guys are going through that right now. You've made this so easy. I was so nervous, um, but I appreciate your your care, all your advice. I really value that. It is our pleasure. So if you are in a situation 
that requires almost like three different planning approaches, right? Short, intermediate, long-term. Give us a holler. Use Rose as this example. You know, you make all these plans and something terrible happens. We got to adjust. Your plan is not set in stone. Remember that. That's part of the problem I have with financial planning in general. It's not a one-time event. It requires consistent massaging and updating, okay? So if you need some help getting started, go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Tell us a little bit about what's going on and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. Don't forget to check out all the great content that lives on the website. Just bookmark it, jillonmoney.com. And please, if you don't mind, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. Lift someone up, change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 